You're listening to the DTF Podcast, Down to Fitness, where we turn personal trainers into fitness professionals. We're your hosts, Dayton McPherson and Kyle Radun. You just lost $2,000 in personal training revenue this month, and if you fail to plan, you will plan to fail. What are you going to do to make up that revenue? Now what, Kyle? What are we doing? We're going to go apply to McDonald's and get a new job. No, no. Because we no longer make any money. No, No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, So too often this does happen in personal training. You you are doing so well. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like a waterfall that people get hurt. They're going away for surgeries. They're going away on vacation, especially during the summer. Or people just are done with training. Maybe a bunch of financial burdens come up all at the same time. And I see a lot of the times coaches just accept it. Mm-hmm. And that is not the right thing to do. It's like, oh, you know, I was doing 65 hours of personal training last month, every single bi-weekly sessions, and now I'm down to 50 or 45. And they just kind of come in, train their people, and then leave and don't put forth any sort of effort to get back up to that higher number, higher tier, higher threshold of dollars. It's like, don't be accepting of yourself making less money. You had totally. to, you, you had to start off and call people and do this and do that. And just because you're five years into your career, none of that stuff ever goes away. But we just get so complacent in, I'm just a personal trainer. I don't have to do any of those things anymore. And my business just drops $2,000 a month. So I'm just going to keep being a personal trainer. And we want to get you guys out of that mindset. You got to go back like you're starting fresh again to build up your business again. I like when you said starting fresh, because while it may not be actually starting fresh, this is something that happens to successful trainers all the time. Absolutely. Uh, When you're new, you have nothing to do but prospect. And you're excited. You're all gung-ho. You're booking consultations. You're starting to close clients. You're getting your book filled up. Things are going well. You got 15 hours of personal training. You're putting in 10, 15 hours of growing your business. 15 goes to 20, 25. 30. And now when we have 40 hours of training clients, the 15 hours of prospecting goes out the window because you're only going to work 40 hours a week. I respect Mm -hmm. that. But guess what? Now, they said it, summer comes, seasons change, something happens. Um, You have a mass exodus for whatever reason, assuming it's not your fault. Uh, I was going to say that. If if you're you're moving business left and right, it is your fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the topic of this episode today. So we will have another maybe another service episode, but this Mm. is more of things that were not in your control. Um, Maybe a little blindsided you, you, uh, you just weren't prepared for it. And I don't blame people for this. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, as a single studio owner, um, the only trainer here, I am very busy. Uh, I had a couple that had uh, some, you know, some family issues, financial stuff happen. And both of them had to stop training. They both were on three time a week programs. So in one snap of my fingers, I lost six sessions in one moment. That happened to be two weeks after I had two clients leave for the summer. My snowbirds, they go back to New England where it's cooler in the summer and uh, and I won't see them again until September, October. So what happened was I lost six sessions in June on top of another three, uh, six for the snowboard. So I lost 12 sessions literally within 30 days. I had been so busy that I did not have 
my lead funnel back build because I wasn't taking new clients. I did have some, you know, some people. Since then, I have now recouped myself. But it was a great idea for an episode to be like, this shit happens to good trainers every single day. Yep. So how are we going to prevent that from happening? Go work at McDonald's? No, no, no. You um, can't steal my joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the first thing that I want to talk about is knowing your business, specifically you and you know what makes your business kind of thrive. So the first thing that I would do is think about how many training sessions am I doing right now, today, weekly. Uh, and I'm going to use Kyle as an example. Kyle, let's say that you're doing 20 sessions weekly. Where do you want to get to? I mean, probably full time is what most people let's call it 35. Okay, so Kyle wants 15 extra sessions per week. Let's say Kyle is charging an average of $100 per training session. And because he is a studio owner, all of that goes right to him. So Kyle is looking for an extra $1,500 per week. And then multiply that out and you'll see how your revenue can grow. I always like to multi multiply things out by the year so I can see the big number. Because a lot of people don't like to see that, oh, I'm just making an extra $100 a person. Like $100 is nothing. If you multiply it out by 52 and it's extravagant. And that's what drives me. You have to figure out what is going to push you. Is it going to be that $100 an hour? Is it going to be the $70,000 extra that you'll make by another 15 clients coming into your gym every single week? So then what I would do is how do I get 15 extra clients? So we have to start looking at how many contacts do I need to get in order to book consultations who will purchase personal training that will turn into those 15 extra hours per week. So let's talk about some industry standards real quick here, Kyle. And then I'll real let, quick, I want to yeah, just yeah, I want to yeah. clarify. You yep. said 15 clients. We need 15 hours. hours. So that could literally be three or four clients. Sure. Right. Yep. For math's sake, let's call it five new clients. Might be easier. Okay. Yeah. So how many contacts do you think that I need to get, Kyle, weekly? In order for me to book, let's say, 30 consultations in a month. Well, so typically, if I'm booking 30 consultations, I really need to be, you know, contacting probably 10 times that. Um, I agree. If, if I have if I have 100 leads, um, I know we talk about the closing percentage at 33%. So that's 33% of the people that actually sat down in front of us. Mm -hmm. But when we start to break out the math, and I wish I had the exact numbers for you. But I generally speaking, if you call 100 people, you know, a quarter of them to half of them aren't even going to answer, they're not going to call you back, they don't care that you left a voicemail or text message. So yep. right now we're down to 50 contacts already. Of the 50 people that answered, if you can get half of those people to entertain you for a complimentary session, we're now we're at 25 people, right? Mm -hmm. So I got 20, I can book 25 appointments. And if I can close one third of those, uh, what's that? Like, we'll call it eight clients. Sure. And eight will get you to that number. I, I will argue, though, that I think if you have 50 people that you talk to, booking 25 in, in my eyes is very, very high. So 50% oh, is really high. Yeah. So even if it's 10 people out of the 100 that you called and you're closing at a 33%, you're getting three people in. And if your uh, sales skill set is very, very high, 
that can make up a majority of your 15 extra sessions per week. Like even if you're doing twice a week hours, I mean, and and now you're at six, like you're, you're almost halfway there. And that's just by one week and you book out the consultations the next week as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be like my kind of strategy is really understanding what my numbers are and where that I need to, to get. And closing percentage is probably the best one to start with and then work yourself backwards. Um, and then understanding for yourself, you know, what your, what your real goal is, uh, you know, Kyle had said 15 hours is what he wants to get to. If yours is five, perfectly fine, but understanding where to start is just as crucial as the end goal number and how much money that you want to get to. And then understanding, is that achievable? If you're a brand new coach and you say, I want to book 40 hours of personal training in three months. I've probably seen that less than a handful of times in, in my entire eight years uh, in the industry. Uh, one, like very recently went from zero to full time in like two and a half months. It's crazy, but you know, they've been doing it for 30 years. So they're really, say, if you have someone that's really super experienced, um, and they've had to start their business a few times in their career, uh, they'll usually be okay there. Uh, mm-hmm. or if you're going to a brand new gym, Absolutely. I love grand openings of gyms because you can have zero hours. And when a thousand people come through the door, you can leave with 30 new clients. Absolutely. Yep. Um, The other thing that's uh, kind of... Actually, before you change topics here, I just I want to just kind of recap what we did because we did a lot of math there. And I don't know if... Yeah. For my for my non-mathematician friends. Or anybody uh, driving that doesn't have a calculator out. Yeah, it could be a little confusing. So I just want to really break down what we did is all we did was we re, uh, reverse engineered our end game. So I just wanted to have five clients. I kept doubling it up to get to that biggest number for the prospects. Um, the reason I used 50% was because it was simple math. I think the real numbers, if we went and Googled it, it's going to be like 42% or something. But the the point we were trying to make is when you have just three new clients, contacting 10, 20 people feels like a lot. And a lot of people that contact 20 folks and get 20 no's already start to give up. And they kind of throw in the towel and go, shit, I've I've made 20 contacts and I didn't sign up anything. And you feel like I'm so bad. I can't close. I'm terrible at this. Well, when you really do the math out, it's not 20. It's mm. five times that. It's 100. Right. So if you did 20, you still got 80 to go. And you're yeah. not going to give it up. Right. Like, I know. pump the brakes. Take yep. a deep breath. Give yourself some grace. Understand this is a high volume game. I always want people when they start doing their hot list or their contact list do it for 20 or 30 minutes and then walk away and do something else. Do not sit on the phone for four hours because you will get frustrated. You will like do it for a little bit of time, take a breath, go grab a coffee, come back and do it again. Reset your brain because it does get frustrating. Every 10 people that you call, you may get eight voicemails. The other person says no. And one person says yes. And you're like, well, damn, I was just on the phone for 20 minutes and I only booked one appointment, but that one appointment can turn into a thousand dollars a month. But we don't think about it that way. We just think twelve thousand dollars a year, right? Exactly. Is a six-figure salary. Wait, so all I have to do, Kyle, to get twelve thousand extra dollars a year is call ten people for twenty minutes, every yeah, basically. 
That's if you break it down that stuff. way, yeah. you no. you want a salary increase. And I hear this a lot too in the industry. There's like, oh, I'm not making enough money. Call people for 20 minutes and you'll make an extra $12,000 in a year. How's that sound? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, this is a, a sales thing that we talk about all the time. Uh, and I don't think we've ever brought this up on the podcast. Uh, one of my favorite things to say because it confuses people at first. But uh, get through no, your nose. Oh, I was going to say, I, I have no say idea what you're going to say. Get through your nose. And people yeah. think the nose on your face. No, I don't mean the nose on your face. This is a mental game that you're playing. And so what I mean by get through your nose is if you are calling 100 people and you're getting 90 people to basically tell you to piss off, it is disheartening. Uh, oh, Dane yeah. said every 20 minutes to take a break. Why do you need a break? Because your energy, your tone, your attitude will go in the dumps. And when you finally get on the phone with the person that was maybe willing to say yes, your shitty attitude on call number 57 ruined it anyways. So yeah. go refresh yep. and, and get through your nose. Right. If we stop looking for the yes and you play a game with yourself, how fast can I get to 100 no's? It becomes fun. It's like, I call no. this, hey, no. I want you to no. blah, 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 I got you signed up for the new gym membership. Uh, we have this, we have that, I want to do this. Are you interested? No, and you're like, all right, no worries. Thank you, have a great day. Hang up the phone. Yes, one, check. I got one, let's if go. If you do that, your mentality will be much more positive. You'll have a, a, a just a different attitude toward this game. And all yeah. of a sudden, you'll get through like 13. You're like, ha 13 no's. And then on number 14, you do that and they say yes. And you go, damn it. Oh, oh my God. I actually got a yes. And it's so different. It's not oh, that same like tedious, right. shitty feeling. Yeah. So yep. y'all get through your nose. Get through your Make nose. A game of it. Kyle, do you mind if we discuss for any personal training managers or general managers out there, kind of the way that I would look at it in terms of a total overall revenue being lost? You think that would be helpful? Oh, absolutely. Because you okay. know something also, if you're a trainer that opened up your own studio and it's you and one other person, this you're still also a applies. general manager. So yeah. whether you have 25 hmm. gyms and 250 trainers or two trainers, you still got to evaluate your business for your training and right. your other. So I think you're you're onto yeah. something really important here. So the, the first thing I do is I, I meet with my team. We have weekly meetings. It's every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. It's been that way for the last six years. So we have weekly meetings. The first thing that we do is we try to do something fun. Like we'll play Pictionary or something. I don't know. Just just to, you know break down the tension of everything. And then we'll start talking about numbers for about 20 minutes and then hit on some other stuff as well. So meeting with my team, I'll discuss certain things with them as last month. How many training sessions did we perform? Not sell. Because just because you sold it doesn't mean they're being used. How many training sessions did we actually do? And how many did all of you want to do? And these are individual meetings. Like I'm having this conversation because we are a team. Uh, Kyle, you did 50 training sessions last month. How many do you want to do? And if Kyle tells me he wants to be 40 hours, okay, you want to do 160. That would require you to call 5,000 people. <laughs> I don't know the actual number. And then look at trends month to month on individuals business. So if I'm looking at Kyle's and he was at 30 hours in June and then it dropped to 20 hours in July, have a conversation with Kyle. Kyle, why did that happen? Well, I had two people that are snowbirds. Okay, Kyle can't do anything about that. And two other people who had a financial crisis or family crisis. If it was financial, 
I would ask Kyle questions. Well, did you offer them other programs? I know that they were training three times a week. Did you discuss with them doing twice a week or one time a week? If the conversation was no, as a manager, I'm calling them. You should have already called them anyways when they stopped training to ask them how their experience was. Was there anything else that I could do? Could you tell me X, Y, and Z? Call them again a week or two later. Hey, I noticed you haven't been back into the gym since you stopped your personal training program. Everything okay? Yeah, I've just been busy. And then in a nice way, try to find a way. Well, you didn't seem too busy when you had an appointment scheduled every other day for the last six months. You were in here, you showed up all the time. So I'm just trying to find the overall reasoning as to why they may have stopped. And too often, the reason that they stopped is not the real reason. They're never going to lie to you and say, I don't like you anymore. You're too expensive. I'm not losing weight, but it's our job as managers to have those tough conversations with those clients that may have stopped. Other wow. numbers I'm going to go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. No, I was going to say, because you touched on that. And I, I mentioned earlier that like I had a situation like that happen to me and the way I ended up handling it. And this is like a really kind of, it was a really big emergency situation. We're talking like $40,000 in, in medical bills sure. emergency. Yeah, so like, absolutely. I, yeah. When this happened to their family, this was like a, we took our sales hat off a long time ago and we're having yeah. like emotional, personal conversations. Yep. But I want to point out something. They still do $100 a month they send me so I can write them some workouts because they wanted to right. be involved in me. And I've kept them now in the loop because mm. when they do get back on their feet, they're going to come right back. Right. So while we talk about like not giving discounts and valuing yourself this was one of those anomalies that I, I I felt like I can do something at something so small that right. they can still dig themselves out of their their hole. And I mm -hmm. think also doing something for someone in a time of need like that. Right. Uh, I didn't do it for myself or my business, but since we're talking about business, they're going to end up coming back to me because I showed them that I could do it. Relationship right? so and like, rapport, right? Yeah. So just want to add a little on that kind of yeah. situation yep. for sure. So other kind of trends that I'll look at is how many prospects did we have over the course of a month? How many memberships did we have out of those memberships? How many of our complimentary consultations did we book? How many of them showed up? And what was our closing percentage? I'll even look at the closing percentage as a team total, but then as an individual total. Because if I see that someone is very high closing at an 80, 90% and my business is lacking, well, those people who are closing at a 20%, you're not doing consultations anymore. And my top salesperson as a personal trainer is going to do majority of the consultations. And typically what happens is your individual on your team who's the best salesperson is the busiest and they don't have room in their schedule to take people on. But that person who's the best sales leader, they're going to pass off those clients to other people to build up their business and their confidence. And managers you should be doing consultations as well. We just had a conversation about this at uh, a business review uh, at the company that I'm at. If you are a manager and you are noticing that you're not booking a lot of your complimentary consultations or your conversion ratio is very, very low, take that upon yourself and do it. I can't tell you how many times that I've gone in on a Saturday to do one consultation because that's the only time they could do and all my coaches are booked. They want to do it at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock at night. Great. Because I know that I'm going to close that person and they're going to stay with us for a long time. That's our role as leaders is lead by example. We're not going to tell them, oh, sorry, nobody has that time. If I have the time, I'm going to do it. Right, Kyle? 
Absolutely. That's why we're leaders. We've got mm -hmm. to do the hard stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the starting point for managers and just identifying where your business is and where it might be lacking. There's obviously a hundred things that we could talk about, but th that's really what you want to start at is identify where you're doing really well and where you can improve too. Did you have anything that you maybe wanted to add? Uh, no, actually, I think I think you nailed that one. Um, okay. My whole my next thing was going to be like, okay, you've evaluated your business, so now how do we chase down those leads? Perfect. If you're ready that. to kind of segue that. Yeah. Yep. I'm good with uh, that. Because now, okay, so you've done all the work. You've done the back end, the business stuff. You have your numbers. Uh, we're going to collect our nose. We have our list. But wait a minute what's on that list we've talked about this list yeah with the but, hot list who's on our hot list right now your list ain't got nobody right? yeah zero your, people your list is blank so yeah. how do we fill that list um a couple of just a quick little uh bullet points here i like to look at old pt clients uh maybe they did fall off a year ago or maybe you know i'm telling the story about how i just lost two clients if we fast forward a year I'm looking at, oh, I got to call them. It's been a year. Let's see where they're at. How sure. is their situation doing? Are they ready to come back? Because um, people that fall off, usually if they go backwards in their fitness, they're going to then need to get, they're like, oh, you know, Kyle was so great. Kyle kept me accountable. Kyle kept me from doing this. So right. now here I am again. Sure. Let's get him back. Mm -hmm. um, I like to go over all my past consults. If I had... You know, we just talked about you book and I don't know, 30 of those, maybe six months ago. Well, now I'm going to find out again, where have they been for those six months? Did they use the gym? Have they been coming in regularly? Did they find the time to work on their shoulders or their biceps or their weight loss? Uh, what could we do to improve and get them back in? Uh, so so the, I, those are the two bigger ones. Yeah. And you want to add on that? Yeah. You're talking about consoles who didn't sign up for a, a personal training program. Yes. Okay. All right. Just double oh, check. Oh, I'm sorry. That, so uh, yeah, they already are a part of your gym Okay. and you sat down for a consult. You didn't sign them up. Cool. I want to follow back up with them. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's the easiest one to do. We even do that when they're 15 days and 30 days out. Yep. And after the 30 days, we invite them back in to do an in-body and see that nothing changed. Or exactly, or actually has gone the other way, which is blows my mind. Like they've been in the gym, but it goes the other way. Like they've mm -hmm. gained fat and lost muscle. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Group fitness. <clears throat> no, stop it. All right. What's your next point before you get people all mad, Kyle? I'm the group fitness yeah, guru. I, I love know. group fitness. I'm just telling you, if you're if you're bigger. And you do a lot of cardio, you'll lose muscle and fat. But if your body fat went down, that's okay. Your total body went down. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I can go on that rant for all day. Yeah. Uh, no, so if you go back a year ago, you're mm -hmm. gonna have more than just like the three consults from last month that didn't sign up. So that's kind of where right. I'm going with that. Yeah. Is it's I can get a huge list. And in that year, a lot of things change in life. If you just think about your own personal life, where were you a year ago? You were probably a whole different person. So if you said a year ago, no, I'm not interested in getting healthy and fit. Well, maybe yep. in the last year, they went to the doctor and they found out they Something have some, some poor blood markers. Or right. uh, in that year, they found out that they're pregnant or their spouse is pregnant or right. life changes that kind of get you more motivated back to the gym. Perfect. 
So uh, the other ones that I want to think about as well is if you're a big box gym is you want to review the clients or sorry, review the members who never booked or showed up to their consultations. So we get 100 members a month. If 50% booked their consultation at point of sale, probably only 50% of people are actually showing to it. So you've got 25 people kind of in that middle ground where they booked and didn't show up. Obviously, we want to call them that day, the day after, try to reschedule. But calling them periodically to make sure that they schedule it is of utter importance. After three months of trying to call them and schedule, they might kind of fall off my radar for another three months or something like that. I always like to look in the computer system to see when they check into the gym too. And if I notice that they're always there at 6 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, try to make yourself available. Just stand at the front desk and be like, oh, you're Mary. I've been trying to call you for, you know, a couple of days now. Apologies that we keep missing one another. You know, as part of your membership, you do get to meet with me. I'd love to schedule that for you. What days and times work best for you? I notice that you usually come in around six. How's Wednesday at six o'clock? Sign me up, Dan. <laughs> I wasn't waiting for you to say anything, but, you know, just be silent. We always talk about that. Like, silence is golden. What What's the saying? Like, speak first, lose. I think mm -hmm. that's the saying. So just be quiet and have them answer. And uh, the, the other one that we can talk about is review your prospects who may have come in who didn't become members of your gym. So that is also, like bigger box that's more on your membership team but if you remember from our previous episode where we talked about you should have been a part of membership then you should know some of that list anyways yes. yeah absolutely are um, there any others that you can think of kyle yeah so uh we've talked about this a lot in my studio but referrals we're going back to the referral yeah thing. you got people in your gym that didn't leave they got friends they got family they know people mm -hmm. um if you've asked them in the past, it's time to ask them again. They've got new friends. They got new acquaintances. Uh, maybe some of their friends have changed their mind on it. Fitness. Right. Uh, you just never know. So I'm asking my clients this all the time. Uh, and if you're good, you're asking all the time. Like yep. literally every couple months, I bring it up. Even when I don't need business, uh, because it is an easy one. I don't have to go make phone calls. I don't have to go out into the community and. Uh, you know, do any kind of like community outreach. I just mm -hmm. talk to the people that are in my gym every day. So to yeah. me, that's a, that's a no brainer. Yep. Perfect. Um, now I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, besides referrals, I think there's a couple of things, uh, like you're the small group training guy. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So when I first started at health tracks, I started in September. Um, and I knew that January was going to be huge. It always is for, uh, gyms. So I decided to start all small group training January 1st, and I got a huge bump in my sessions. So starting new programs is key, whether it be you're the small group training person, you've got a nutrition background, you start a stretching program, any of these great things that you can really think of, and you are going to own and do a great job with it. You bring in more people. Now, mind you, that one takes more time than calling a hundred people because you've got to set up a protocol. You may need to order stuff. You've got to do X, Y, and Z. You've got to build it up. So this is something that you should be ongoing and doing and start to advance your center with something for everybody. Like, you know, big box gyms have group exercise. They have cardio equipment, strength equipment, nutrition counseling sessions, personal training, group training, small group training, 
stretch, hydro massage, pools. Like they try to spread out so that they can have more people come into their facilities. We should be thinking the same thing as personal trainers. How can I get more people in front of me because of the services that I offer? And if you offer more services, you can start charging more too. You can bump your rates up. And the last thing is community events. I think that those can be very important. Uh, go teach boot camps at, at local businesses. Talk to people, get corporate uh, referrals and corporate memberships as well. Um, so just have some add-ons that you can do and reach out to people and, and go do stuff in the community. We've recently had talks with a brewery in our area to go teach boot camps at a brewery. So that should be really fun. The morning before it opens. All right. We're not, we're not going to have drinks and then do boot camp. It's, it's a big space. We talked to them that right down the road, they said they've done it before with somebody and it fell off. So we're going to start doing that. We're not bringing any equipment there. It's just going to be us kind of hanging out. And I'm sure that after we may have some people hang out with us and we can tell them about our gym and all that good stuff. So that'll be really fun. Anything else? That sounds that you like a good of? time. Kyle? What's that? Anything else that you can think of with ways that you can contact or just get in touch with people? No, uh, but actually you mentioned add-ons uh, for your training and it took my brain in a totally different direction. Okay. But I was thinking like you have existing clients and you're trying to come up with revenue. Uh, I like to offer other services. Because you have a client that trains three times a week. Well, if I want to, you know, I can't, maybe I can't upgrade them to four or five times personal training at the, an extra hundred or $200 a week, but maybe I can add in nutrition consulting for $200 a month. Maybe I can add in, um, you know, right now stretching is all the rave, which I feel like it's stupid. If people want to be stretched out, you do hands-on stretching, like an AIS type deal. Um, I know right now uh, there's a lot of these companies like the Stretch Zone or Stretch Lab that are coming mm -hmm. out and they're popping up on every street corner. If they're generating enough to pay rent just in stretching, you can offer an extra little service at the end of all your sessions. Oh, yeah. Or <clears throat> add that fourth day of, uh, hey, we're going to do Stretching. a recovery day yeah. so that you can advance your goals even faster. Kyle, do you remember when we used to teach the workshop, what we used to call it when I would make my current clients do small group and my small group people become clients? The date and squeeze. The date and squeeze. I talked about that in a meeting the other day and I said the date and squeeze and everybody looked at me like, what is he going to talk about right now? I was like, no, 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 not, not like that. I was like, I'm not touching people. <laughs> it's trying to get the most, and I've talked about this before. It's trying to get the most out of your clients so that they can see the best results. As fitness professionals, what do we do? We work out, we recover, we work on our nutrition, we stretch, we do all of this stuff. Most of your clients just come into the gym twice a week and work out and don't do any of that other stuff. And for years, maybe doing that and they're not seeing results. So if I can get you the results that you want, it's going to cost you more, but you'll get those results. And because it costs you more, I get paid more as well because I'm doing more for you. So if I can get more people doing all of those things. Like the other day, I had one of my clients who pays, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars a month for personal training twice a week, then buy $150 worth of supplements that we have as well. And then also do small group training. Uh, hello. <laughs> it's, it's an extra $200 a month. And I guarantee that you're going to feel better and you're going to see better results because you're doing more of these things. And 
trainers, you shouldn't feel guilty about making more money because you're providing more for that person. I, I know that blows your mind. It's like, well, I feel bad. I'm, I'm pushing supplements. I'm making them pay me more. This is your job. You deserve to be compensated for your efforts. I've said it before. I will, I will die on that mountain. I, I deserve to be paid a lot. I do because I'm good at what I do. Right, Kyle? Absolutely. boy. I like that. You want to review real quick and then we'll sign off on this one? You got it. You lead it. Oh, I'm going to lead it? You lead it. <laughs> All right. So today's episode, just kind of about how to bounce back. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me. It's happened to Kyle. You are going to have some bad months, but don't get frustrated. What you need to do is you need to revert back to when maybe you were a brand new coach. Get through your nose. Call all those prospects that you may have forgotten about. Call all those past consults that may have said no the very first time. Go out, do community events, talk to your current clients about participating in add-ons, small group, all that good stuff. If you do that, it will take time, but you'll build up your business as you go so that you can either get to where you were the previous month or month before or surpass it if that's what you want to do. It just takes effort on your part instead of just going in, training your people and then walking out. So that's where I'll leave it off. Well said, Dan. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. And thank everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you.